0: No. (laughs) We've been through this. We've covered this. Sit down. Sit down. It's Gareth. Sir, I was just so clear with you. Stop it, sir. Oh, no, sorry, sir. You're okay. I'm sorry. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been hurt so much. I've been hurt so much by others. The one guy who's got my back. (laughs) What are you doing? Where are you going? What's your deal
1: lately? I was thinking about going up there, but then no one. No one. Yeah, of course. No one what I know. I think.
0: I think. No one what I know about this place, uh, they'd get mad. Should I do this real quick? There's a, a celebrity here. Pam, will you? Pam? Pamela. Come, on up. Come here, Pamela. Come here, Pam.. Yep. Pamela. Pam, Pam. Alright, that's the end. She's off now. That's uh put her back in the cage, Scott. Thank you. Yep. You're listening to the dollop! I should finish the intro. But yeah.
1: This is a bicycle uh, <laughs> American history podcast where each week I read a story about a bicycle <laughs> from history to my friend
0: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about.
1: July 5th, 1805. <laughs> year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Robert Fitzroy was born at his family's manor in Suffolk, Ampton Hall. Okay. Did I fuck that up? I don't give a shit. (laughs) To parents uh, General Lord Charles Fitzroy and Lady Frances Stewart.
0: Pricks, obviously.
1: There's some fucking hot shit. Yeah. Young Robert was uh, one of the aristocracy and the fourth great-grandson of Charles II. Okay. So he's bringing it, right? Sure. Yeah, that's he, what I, I thought. Mean, you know. His father and older half-brother were both British Army officers. And in 1818, at the age of 12, Robert entered the Royal Naval College at Portsmouth. Nice. That's how you fucking do it
0: when you're 12. Yeah, that's the right age. Get, it, get in the Navy. Yeah. What, are you going to
1: fucking sit around all your life?
0: Yeah, no, it's just time for you to draw battle plans. This makes sense. You're 12. Yeah. The next year at 13, he joined the Royal Navy. I mean, that is. Can you imagine it? Like seeing a naval, like a 13-year-old naval officer, just be like, "Get the fuck out of here." Anyway, what are we talking about?
1: Are we playing hide and seek? Yeah. What is our navy doing? <laughs> That's an order, Mister. Aww. Uh, he was the first student in the history uh, to. Pass his final exam with full marks, he graduated as lieutenant
0: in 1824 at the age of 19. I thought he was going to be a 13-year-old lieutenant, and Uh, Dave, what it was doing to my insides was joy. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. I'm still going to picture that if that's okay with everybody. That's fine. Uh,
1: Robert then sailed to South America, where the commander-in-chief of the South American station appointed him as his flag lieutenant aboard the HMS Ganges. Nice. Yeah, it's a hell of a ship. Yeah. Under the command of Captain Pringle Stokes. Whoa! Whoa! The name Pringle had to come from somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Bet you can't eat just one. Once you pop. Uh, On the HMS Beagle. You're way
1: too far back to yell. Mm Mm-hmm actually first, first part yep. second part don't yell
0: yeah we've learned something really special on this tour which is that when you yell nobody can hear you and it's like your own little intermission that you're taking for the show the scottish guy last night was like is if you did it like that be, you did it twice and we were like what just happened yeah stop
1: stop yelling uh, and when Scottish people try to slow it down, it's just I don't understand it slower.
0: No, I said it if Monte Carlo.
1: And then if also if you're drunk, uh, as uh, some of you will be tonight, don't 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 just don't just sit there babbling along because yeah. the people around you don't don't like that. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So many lessons we've learned. Yep, so many lessons. Uh, so uh, he's on the Beagle. Uh, they're carrying out surveys of Patagonia and Tierra del Fuego with another ship, the HMS Adventure.
0: Wow, these names are really... That's a better name. Yeah, better than the Beagle?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. that one We're on the dog ship. <laughs> Someone really liked their dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Stokes suffered from manic depression. Cool. And who is he? Captain Pringle Stokes? Okay, so it's Pringle. I'm sorry, that man to me is Pringle, if we can... Uh, and I picture him like the Pringle man, that's just him. so you know. Well, that's you where the they... little mustache. That's his photo. Oh, my God, Dave. We're back.
1: Uh, so, he's, he's in charge of the Beagle. Okay. HMS Beagle. <clears throat> so, he suffers from manic depression, and in Great. July 1828, he received word that he and his ship were to stay in the area for a
0: full five years survey. So, when one is depressed... And you're told, don't leave your zone of depression for five years. Yeah. That's gutting. Well, he suffered a mental breakdown. Oh. Who
1: could have seen this coming? And locked himself inside his cabin for several weeks.
0: Well, that's... I mean, that's tough. If you're the captain... Yeah. Well, that's the guy in charge. Yeah. Uh, Would you give us some orders, please? No. Leave me be. I want everyone on deck to feel... We do, sir. We'd love to talk to you. It's very dark in here. Unlock the door. We'd love to have a chat. This is people talk to me. Light light a candle. Maybe we could make a day of it. (laughs) Huh? We'll light candles.
1: I just want to stay in bed and watch Oprah. I can't.
0: (laughs) He's really down.
1: (laughs) Uh, So his assistant surveyor took command of the ship and waited for his captain to come around. Which didn't happen Okay
0: Oh And then on Wait What does that mean? He just never came out? Well on the 2nd of August uh, Pringle Stokes shot himself in the head Jesus Christ I'm glad we mocked that man for a little while (laughs) Feels good
1: Yeah He really handled mental illness well
0: Well how about this? How about say to me Hey (laughs) Give me one of those No 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 uh, it's not going to age well in 30 seconds.
1: Now, despite the bullet being lodged in his skull, Stokes remained conscious and was able to hold a conversation over the next four days. Uh-huh. We're fucking back,
0: baby. Oh wait, four days. Yeah. We're out again. We're out. Sorry. Pull the plug. Until gangrene set in, and oh he- my god.
1: Like the good news is you survived the shooting. <laughs> the bad news is your half of your face is black, and and pussy. He died on uh, the twelfth of August. From what? His body. <laughs> uh, the guy you made fun of, who was sad. Oh. His body was buried near Port Famine. Port Famine?
0: I don't think they buried that body. (laughs) It was falling off the bone. (laughs) Tastes like sour cream and onion.
1: It should never taste like that. Pringle did. So they sailed the Beagle to uh, Montevideo, and the captain, uh, uh, the commander in chief, sorry, then placed F- flag lieutenant 23 year old Robert Fitzroy in command of the ship.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So Robert was a natural leader and an excellent sailor. He continued uh, the survey of Tierra del Fuego. At the southernmost tip of the continent, very few people. Okay. Uh, mostly just nomadic tribes of people called the Fuegians. Okay. Uh, now, Fuegians is actually an English made-up name that was applied to different tribes. Uh, uh, the proper name for the people Robert came across is the Yagans.
0: So they just they just called them. Had else. some gibberish because <laughs> they were like, "Well, we don't want to go talk to them. They're the <laughs> And the flagrant smakers. Should we ask them what they're called? No, no, no." We've already named them. They're the stamples. (laughs) Uh,
1: They were traditionally nomads and hunter-gatherers. They traveled by canoe between islands to collect food. The men hunted sea lions while the women dove to get shellfish. Okay. Uh, This was a uh, true clash of civilizations. Okay. Robert was from the upper class of the wealthiest in England and most industrial country of the time, And the Yegans were some of the poorest and least advanced people in the world.
0: Is this like a love story where they're going to end up together? This is the meat cute. It is the meat cute? I feel like this is where it ends. (laughs) The Yegans
1: started to steal everything they could from the crew. Smart. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? This is just awesome shit these (laughs) guys have. Yeah. Um, They would often uh, shoot stones using, using slings. Okay. Uh, The sailors would try to bribe them with gifts.
0: Interesting. When they're robbing you, what if we gave you something?
1: (laughs) But they would give them something, and then the Yegans didn't understand it was a bribe and would just be like, I want more stuff. Sure, right. If they thought some Yegans were too threatening, the crew would fire shots to scare them away. So relations between the Yegans and the crew, of the Beagle, were pretty much completely confusing.
0: Sure. Tense, too. Yeah.
1: On the 5th of February, 1830, a small party was surveying at Cape Desolation.
0: Well, who's naming these horrible well, you know spots? What? It might have been Pringle. Oh, Pringle? Oh, that, yes. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. Let's go to Fort Bullshit. Going down
1: the Cape of... What's the fucking point?
0: Uh, sir, we've been thinking about some of the names. And, mm. um, They're too cheery. Yeah,
1: Cape, I'm going to blow my brains out in three weeks Uh,
0: That's super specific And then die of gangrene four days later I thought that one was my wife left me You said that two weeks ago Cape, when I come, tears come out There's a lot of hyphens in these, I'm not going to lie
1: At three in the morning, they were sleeping in their tents when members of one of the tribes stole their whale boat and two-thirds of their supplies.
0: Okay, so that's quite a rip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these guys are starving, and they have no way to get back to the beagle. So the men created a canoe out of wicker, canvas, and clay.
0: That's seabound, for sure. Yeah. Ready to go. They say clay up the boat. It's better than I. If that was me, I'd be like, well, I guess that's it. Yeah, without question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck with that, boys. I don't think that's going to work out.
1: Uh, so, two of them paddled all day and night to the ship to seek help. And when Fitzroy saw it, he disdainfully called it a basket.
0: <laughs> it's
1: not very empathetic. Yeah. Well, we're alive in a basket. Yeah. You don't look very fancy, do you? So, Fitzroy is fucking livid. He could not believe some local, quote, savages had the audacity and ability to take his whaleboat. <laughs> you don't take a fucking English guy's whaleboat. It's a great, it's great though. I mean, he's fucking, he's a, a son of a lord.
0: I don't think they respect I don't think he can category. handle it. He can
1: handle some, some random natives taking his boat.
0: It's not, apparently not.
1: He's not down. Quote, during a very dark night, some Fuegans whose vicinity was not at all suspected, approached with the dexterous cunning particular to savages and stole the boat.
0: I like, I like how he's like, they do not respect us, when he's like, the they, like Yeah.
1: I mean, shit's there to steal.
0: Yeah. If, you know, at this time. Uh, we're on the same page yeah. when it comes to white people, so yeah. take it. Take all their stuff. Yeah.
1: So he set out to rescue the... So there's still stranded men back there. Only two could take the boat, the, right. the wicker, the basket back.
0: Right, the basket. Uh,
1: so he's, he wants to go get the stranded men and his, and his boat back. So the missing whaleboat became a serious distraction for Fitzroy. He hired... Uh, he tried to hire local uh, yegans as trekkers, but they would just steal the sailor's belongings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet that goes over well. <laughs> right, what did you get? Did you find it? Did you find the boat? Oh, God. Where are your clothes? (laughs) What's happened? (laughs) Tell me you were running naked. of bastards!
1: In a local camp, he found pieces and gear from the missing boat. So, he took some women and children hostage.
0: Interesting. This is now, it's what we call an escalation. You got to get the boat back. Eh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like an overstep.
1: Uh, one male Yeagan was there And Fitzroy thought They were uh, That all the others Were out enjoying life On the, the whale boat
0: So he is now just, Like he's inventing scenarios Like he's yeah. like They're probably celebrating New year's eve On the fucking <laughs> That's right Imagine them They're probably In my quarters They so... probably got On my pajamas Bastards So of all
1: the hostages All but three little girls Escaped he decided to drop two of the girls on an island near a newly named body of water, whaleboat
0: Sound. You just should not have the ability to name things when you're in an emotional state, <laughs> is what I've learned so far. <laughs> whale Sound? Whale Boat Sound. Whale Boat Sound. It's all I can think of right now. Wait, it's not even like whaleboat, or it's like a weird like whaleboat sound—the sound the whaleboat makes.
1: Uh, so he kept the third girl, a nine-year-old, who he named Fueja Basket.
0: <laughs> so it's literally—he just takes the last two things he thought of. That's right, and that's the name. That's it. Yep. <laughs> This is, we're out of toilet paper, I've had some rum. Uh, So he My neck hurts, I don't sleep well, is over there. Uh... So he keeps searching
1: for his boat. Sure. He reached Christmas Sound, where he was greeted by uh, Yigams in canoes, and he decided to kidnap one and force him to be his guide and interpreter.
0: Well... (laughs) I don't know if you can force someone to be your... Like, if you have no context of the language... That's right. You can't force someone to do... Like, they'll just be like, sure, yeah. No, he said he's really happy. We'll we'll kill him later. Exactly. Yeah, it's going good. It's not a great plan.
1: Right, okay. Uh, The guy... But the guy didn't seem to care and just came along.
0: So is this hostage or is this like... He's just like, yeah, it'll be fun. He's like, but you're mine. Nah, it'll be fun.
1: Uh, He was 26, and Fitzroy then renamed him York Minster. (laughs) I I I guarantee you this is happening because they they can't pronounce their names.
0: Yeah, but it's also like you don't, you just... Hilo, we just met. Your name will be Boatman.
1: You don't get to That's do your that. your new name. <laughs> you didn't have a name until we met. I have a name. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, Boatman.
0: No. Not until,
1: Boatman. Until we met, I know you're 26, but you
0: were wandering around. No. No one knew what to call you. No. Everyone did. And then
1: the white man came. This and is not good. And repeat. you have a name.
0: I'll promise you one thing. This does not age well. You'll get yours, Whitey. Someday. You have to. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs>
1: I'll eat your brain. A few days later, the crew found traces of the whaleboat near some wigwams.
0: Traces of the whaleboat? Yeah. How do you, what? You they know, didn't it's go probably, on land. It's probably
1: parts of it, or maybe, maybe they can tell like it's been slid off the, into the banks of the river, something like that, right?
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like tracking a deer. Like... Well, maybe. I don't know if this needs to be the part of the story you question. Okay. All right.
1: Feels like there's other stuff you'll get held up on.
0: <laughs> I look forward to it, friend.
1: This time, Fitzroy decided to take a 20 year old man to try to get information. This guy he named Boat Memory.
0: <laughs> this is like a racist dances with wolves. <laughs> Boat Memory? How about no more boat? (laughs) Throw whale around a little bit on its own instead of everyone has like a boat association. You're the SS man. Understand? So neither boat
1: nor York were much help. (laughs) To be clear, not their names. Uh, They kept tracking to Nassau Bay. Uh, There the captives said the locals here spoke a different language and were their enemies. So Robert decided to kidnap one. What move
0: is that? What? Why? I don't know. He's just on a hot streak? Well, he doesn't have his boat. Meet boat, meet York.
1: He doesn't have his boat, so... So he's just... Right. Yeah. Okay. He grabbed a 14-year-old boy who was passing on a canoe. Out of the canoe? Yikes! Yeah, they literally... Yeah. You're mine! Yeah! Yeah. You go on. Uh, the boy was renamed uh, i I, <laughs> I don't know if I can take all this.
0: Jemmy Button. <laughs> oh my god, this is uh, this is messed up. uh, so <laughs> that's right. Now
1: took the boy. I believe he gave some stuff to the tribe, but they didn't understand that it was a trade. Right. And Fitzroy didn't really care, so. Right. But at this point, Fitzroy really finally gave up the search for his stolen whaleboat.
0: Okay, finally.
1: He decided to take his captured Yiggins back to England where they, were, uh, where they would
0: be educated and civilized. So this is taking a crazy turn. So because he's lost his boat, he's now like, your mom, like... Uh... Like... Yeah, it's
1: like a trade. Have you never traded a boat for people?
0: I haven't. I, to be honest, I've never heard of it until now. I once traded a jet ski for a woman. That's Tampa Bay, though, bro.
1: That is Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs> that's just how Tampa. Yeah, wears. I mean,
1: that's just classic that's Florida. That's Tampa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a regular bartering system. You should there. That's be, how you it, got here. I, jet I, ski. I, wouldn't,
1: I don't know if I'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I'd be excited about that though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She likes jet skiing. Yeah, Ebor City, man. Uh, so uh, so his, his plan was to educate them, civilize them, and then release them back into their native lands what? to spread what kind the of- word of Jesus and correct habits of the British.
0: Dude, you cannot uh- Dan- Donnie Brasco religion. Now you go back there. You're moles. And tell them, act normal.
1: Nobody knows Donnie Brasco. It's a great movie. Uh, well then where the fuck were you a minute ago he's gonna and and they're gonna learn the correct habits of the British which I saw some of in Manchester at midnight (laughs) so I just so it's just gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, natives in high skirts screaming and a guy with a shoe on his head dancing on the street now I'm on board and someone else just standing, yelling, "Jimmy!" <laughs> so that's what they're yeah, going to bring.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to open a pub called the Whaleboat. Yeah, <laughs> made out of the whaleboat. <laughs> uh. So
1: uh, spread the correct habits of the British amongst their fellow quote savages, who are now scarcely superior to the brute creation. He doesn't think about you. So the four abductees had been vaccinated for smallpox in South America And again upon arriving in England mm, okay. But boat memory still contracts
0: <laughs> It is a shame that we don't know the real we don't, I mean we don't know the name So there's nothing no. other than boat memory <laughs> Boat memory yes. Like even if you're introducing him in England People are like, sorry, what was that? This is boat memory This is whale boat This is Boatman, and this is just Bodie. He's a little wacky. (laughs) He's a nut. He's off a little bit. I don't know what's up with Bodie. None of these guys will get smallpox. I'm 100% on that. Uh,
1: So he contracted smallpox. He was taken... (laughs) I mean, vaccinated twice still, not not enough. (laughs) How small are the... I mean... They're small. Oh, okay. They're tiny. He was taken to the hospital and vaccinated twice more. I don't think that's ever... No, you don't. No, no, no. That's not...
0: That's never... No, no, no. You don't have... No, he's got the smallpox. Let's vaccinate him. Yeah, I've got chlamydia. Put a condom on now. (laughs) Hurry.
1: Somehow this didn't work, and he died
0: soon after. Jesus. They kept vaccinating him after, though, to be safe, I heard.
1: Fitzroy was very upset. Quote, this poor fellow was a very great favorite with all who knew him, as well as myself. Well, he had a good disposition, very good abilities. Though born a savage, had a pleasing, intelligent appearance.
0: Oh, the, I mean, this guy is this so This one racist. I could look at.
1: Uh, oh. The other three were then civilized and became celebrities amongst the upper classes and even met King William and Queen Adelaide.
0: So, me...
1: The king, the king gave Fowidge Basket a bonnet.
0: I'm sorry, I just need a second. What ha- he gave? I for, one of them again is named Fowidge Basket, and he gave him a bonnet. Her, her a bonnet. That makes a little more sense, but it's still horrible. Mm-hmm. He gave her a bonnet. Uh... Welcome to our country. Yeah.
1: Here's something stupid.
0: You go. You're a baby now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fitzroy began to plan and prepare for his second voyage to America. Okay. Charles Robert Darwin... Oh, boy. ...was born in Shrewsbury in 1809. His father, Robert Darwin, was a successful doctor. His mother died when he was eight, and he was sent away to a boarding school.
0: Robert expected... That is where you learn survival of the fittest, for sure, by the way. That's the best place to learn it.
1: Robert expected his son to be a doctor, but at medical school, Charles was average. Okay. Disinterested and didn't like the sight of blood.
0: Sure. I like how that's a flag. This kid hates blood. He's real weird.
1: Uh, he joined the Plinian Natural History Society. He debated scientific matters and presented a short paper
0: on oyster larvae. By the way, you can't write a long one on that because it's unreadable. They're great. What? Oyster. Larvae? Larva? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Have feel like... Ever... No.
1: no. They are so fun.
0: Yeah. no.
1: When they get out of the shell... Forget about it. Just rascals.
0: I'd rather forget about it.
1: Rascals. Yeah. His father uh, then sent him to Cambridge, hoping to turn him into a member of the Anglican Church. But Darwin became distracted when his cousin introduced him to beetle collecting.
0: Well, we've all got that family member. (laughs) It It must be amazing when you show someone a beetle collection, and they're like, whoa. This is amazing. You're like, really? I've gone through this a hundred times. No one's ever gotten it. No, dude, you should read my thing on Oyster Larva. I would love to. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please now. Whoa.
1: Very early in our our stand-up careers, I went over to Chris Hardwick's house apartment, and he had beetles all over the walls in little boxes.
0: I was gonna say without the boxes, that's just a shithole. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, they were Without
0: the boxes, that's New York. <laughs> I've had a beetle collection in my apartment before. <laughs> unintentional. I wanted it out. <laughs> I've had a mouse collection. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> uh, so,
1: right, so they're having Beetle Mania. Yes, Darwin became obsessed with Beetles. On one occasion, Darwin had a rare beetle in each hand. When he saw a new beetle species running on the ground.
0: Okay, so wait, so so for a man obsessed with beetles, this is a predicament. But you either got to make a difficult Sophie's choice or grow a third arm. Yeah, this is this is a nightmare.
1: Uh, oh no! Instead of dropping one, <laughs> no, he put one in his mouth. I knew it, dude. And picked up the new species. And then what? Darwin, quote, Alas, it ejected with some intensely acrid fluid, which burnt my tongue so that I was forced to spit the beetle out, which was lost, as well as the third one.
0: Wait. So whatever this beetle shot out of itself in his mouth it was so bad, he had to spit it out and then go like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And then the one beetle's like, well, this sucks. I just, yeah. my friends. Uh,
1: Darwin became very close with a botany professor who he accompanied on field trips. He was soon obsessed with naturalism and took a course in geology. At Cambridge, he also uh, was president of the Glutton Club.
0: You want to... Glutton
1: Club. It was a society whose aim was to try out rare, quote, birds and beasts, which were before unknown to the human palate. (laughs) Uh, Okay. They successfully ate and enjoyed hawk and bittern, but a stringy barn owl was noted as being indescribable.
0: Probably not in a good way, I'm assuming. Eating a barn owl. Yeah,
1: so they're just eating whatever they can catch.
0: Yeah, okay, sure.
1: Fitzroy decided he wanted a naturalist for the next Beagle voyage. The role had previously been filled by this ship's surgeon, a man named Robert McCormick. He had experience working as a naturalist in the colonies, but despite being English-born, he was of Irish stock. Okay. So Fitzroy needed better.
0: Just purely based on the fact that there was. There's Irish blood in him. Why so would that... you want that collecting bugs? Sure. <laughs> Feels like he respects this man so little, it's time to call him boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: uh, so, suicide ran in Fitzroy's family, and after the Captain Stokes incident and the harsh environment that had to be surveyed. He wanted a man who could hold the kind of intellectual discussion only a member of the upper classes could.
0: Yeah, unless, of course, this man had seen a third beetle. (laughs) Then talking, not on the menu. (laughs) Charles was encouraged to
1: apply for the position by the botany professor. After they met, Fitzroy was not keen to take Charles. Had nothing to do with his enthusiasm or ability, but Fitzroy believed in... Oh, I should have looked this up. Physi- physio-geo- hmm? Hmm. Uh I remember I looked it up, and it was a word that no longer is in the dictionary. Okay. So, but basically, he thought Darwin's nose portrayed a, quote, lack of energy and
0: determination. Well, for a second you'd lost me, and I was like, what is he talking about? But then you're obviously, yeah, no, I know that. I mean, I've, yeah, nose is a huge feature when judging someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But other naturalists
1: had rejected the job, and Fitzroy accepted Darwin for the voyage.
0: Just one thing. Can you cut that nose down a little bit, Darwin?
1: The voyage was slightly delayed due to alterations to the boat, but all crew and the Yegans arrived in Plymouth on November of 1831. Okay. Charles also met his fellow naturalist competitor, McCormick. Okay. Charles was not impressed. Quote, my friend, the doctor, is an ass, but we jog on very amicably.
0: It's good to call him your friend. That's a nice way to shellack someone right after. My friend's an idiot, and I detest him, but we'll figure it out. Over the weeks they waited
1: to depart, Darwin's, uh, over the weeks as they waited to depart, Darwin uh, began focusing on three aspects of the voyage. The small size of the cabin, Mm -hmm. and the mast in the middle of it, and his complete inability to mount his hammock.
0: Wait, I gotta say, I did not, I mean, I know a little bit about Darwin, but so far, really like the vibe. He's got a real, he's got a real like, when you're, you're eating beetles just because you love to collect them, I mean, that's boyhood charm. Yep. And then one of your gripes is like, eh, I can't get in this hammock properly. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have a hammock, oh, yeah. that's what it feels like. But man, come on, let a guy relax. All right, I'm going to hit that hammock. Uh, Darwin, please. I knew the nose was the right thing. Bastard. Him and that nose laying in that hammock. Look at his misleading schnoz. Bastard. I hate this man. What, man? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Bodhi. Uh,
1: he also had an admiration for his, quote, Bo captain. So he's into the captain. Charles started to think he might not be meant for the sea. He was getting frequently seasick, just being in dock,
0: and and off. <laughs> hey, man, are off. we close or what? We have not left yet, Charles. What? Oh, man, I'm going to yarf again. Ugh. We should get a jukebox, dude. You know what I mean? Maybe a neon sign that says Darwin or something cool. Just spitballing, bro. Hammock's finally working out, which I'm a big fan of. Quote,
1: it is now about one o'clock, and I intend sleeping in my hammock. I did so last night and experienced a most ludicrous difficulty in getting into it.
0: <laughs> and that's, that's part of the deal with a hammock. You never, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. This is Charles Darwin. <laughs> I mean, never would I have thought he's like a frat boy, just like, dude, can we chillax a little bit, dude? My great fault of
1: jockeyship was in trying to put my legs in first.
0: You are... A... This is the guy... This is... I guess hammock is where you come up with evolution, though. You're like, you're just watching shit. Just like, man, (laughs) we're very similar. What a lame diary. Yeah, last thought was wild. Tried to get in the hammock feet first. No go. Not the way. With the hammock being suspended,
1: I thus only succeeded in pushing away without making any progress in inserting my own
0: body. It's a long way of saying you can't get into a hammock.
1: He cannot get into his hammock.
0: No. I love the game, though. Finally,
1: the Beagle is ready to depart on the 10th of December. She set sail from Plymouth, headed to Tenerife, hmm? uh, but had what? Tenerife. Everybody say it at once. It'll help. Teneriff. Reef. R-I-F-F-E is reef. Yeah. Well, you're fucking stupid, whoever.
0: David. That's literally one of the dumbest spellings if you're going to call it reef. What Dave is trying to say is thank you for the correction. He will Uh, learn it going
1: forward. That's a that's a fucking stupid one.
0: Okay, let's. Usually they're right, but in this case, this
1: entire country is wrong. All
0: right, alrighty everybody. Let's just have a little fun. (laughs) Tenerife. Okay, guys. You're not helping.
1: Please don't cheer me when I come down to your level of stupidity. Wow. This is like a low bar. This is like Brexit shit.
0: No. All right, that's going to be the intermission. That's the intermission.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's going to be fine.
0: Uh... By the but, way, keep in mind where Dave lives. My president's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like your country, we've got a good one. So <laughs> our country. Uh, but as they as
1: they sailed for the dumb named island, bad weather came and the boat returned to Plymouth the next morning.
0: Oh, Charles was all about it.
1: Still not figured out the hammock.
0: So, his concern about Darwin <laughs> is fairly ac- like he's just like Darwin is just like it might be something to the nose. Day thing. three, he's just still looking at the hammock, confounded, like what am I doing wrong? I gotta get in this thing.
1: Uh, while in harbor, he finally took action. "Quote: My hammock, after endless alterations, has been made flat." Okie dokie. On the morning of the 20th of December, conditions were good for sailing. The Beagle should have been heading out to sea, but Charles said, The sailors declare there is somebody on shore keeping a black cat under a tub, which it stands to reason must keep us in harbor.
0: I would ask what's happening, but I don't think you know why this is happening. (laughs) It's a
1: crazy sailor superstition thing. Oh, that you can't You can't let... sail when there's a cat in a tub.
0: Like you, Wait, the cat's underneath the tub? Uh, under a tub. So how are you going to solve this? You take the cat out from under the tub. Okay, simple. But for that day, you can't sail. Okay. Because right? if you did... Obviously, things would be bad. Yeah. You yeah. Know how many
1: people died before they figured that out?
0: None, probably? Probably none. Yeah.
1: Uh, So the next day, there was no cat tub issue. Cool. The Beagle pulled anchor, headed out, and sailed straight into a rock. I'm starting to think that cat was still under that tub. (laughs) Charles, quote, the vessel stuck fast. Every maneuver was tried to get her off. The one that succeeded best was making every person on board run to different parts of the deck. By this means, giving the vessel a
0: swinging motion you know, too, as soon as the ship is going down, Charles is like, help me with the hammock! Somebody help me! Get over here! We've got to save the hammock! Get it! Get it! Get it! The beagle is finally
1: freed and sailed back to Plymouth again. (laughs) Good adventure so far. Uh, So they set out again. In the morning, Charles woke and was confused. Quote, Stokes and myself looked at a pocket compass, which we agreed was bewitched. For it or had pointed to northeast instead of to where we were sailing west by south. Our doubts were cleared up by Wickman, uh, Wickham putting his head in and telling us we should be in Plymouth sound in the course of an hour. The wind had apparently changed overnight. In Plymouth, they dropped anchor. I'll tell you what, though. The anchor and uh, got tangled in a chain. It they
0: took can't even eight drop, eight drop hours the anchor? To, yeah, they couldn't they drop the anchor, even right? They not drop anchor. The,
1: yeah. It took eight hours to fix.
0: Okay, so... So the beagle remained in Plymouth... uh, Is it uh, time
1: to just nail it to the dock? (laughs) It feels like it's a home. On the 25th, because it was Christmas. The officer and Charles went ashore to dine, but the crew remained on the beagle because they weren't allowed to leave. Charles, on his return to the ship, quote, the whole of it has been given up to revelry. At present, there is not a sober man on the ship, King is obliged to perform a duty of sentry. The last sentinel came staggering below, declaring he would no longer stand on duty, and he is now in irons. <laughs> the following morning, conditions were perfect for sailing. That's they, not good. <laughs> but they could not because so many of the crew were locked in irons or hung over. <laughs> Do they leave? <laughs> <laughs> on the 27th, the Beagle headed out. <laughs> and got past the rock. Well, Dave, already not good. And was finally on its way to Tenerife. Over don't, Over the next days, men were flogged for their Christmas party, and Charles was seasick, but the Beagle was finally off on its voyage.
0: All right. Yay. And now
1: we take our 20-minute capitalist break. So people can make money and the artists can suffer. <laughs> Be right back.
0: All right. Part two. Now we find out if Darwin got in the hammock. Could he mount it? Everyone nice and drunk? All right. There we go. That's why we do it. The ship arrived at... Wait, what's been happening? Seriously. they fi- The ship finally left. Okay.
1: Remember, I it love was that our in, midpoint is that the ship left. Remember, it was in
0: Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, Nick like and they Anchor. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it. Yeah. I mean, I, they, were, they were in Portsmouth for over a month. This, so far to me, is a story of a hammock. I'll be honest. They've definitely had beers. Yes. <laughs> the ship arrived at Tenerife
1: <laughs> on the sixth of January. Charles was in awe at the beauty of the coast. He was about to study. Okay. They entered the
0: harbor and were about to drop anchor. When when they went back to Plymouth. (laughs) They had to. They had to.
1: (laughs) When a vessel full of officials approached and told them because there was a cholera outbreak in England, they had 12 days quarantine. So Fitzroy sailed off, noting it was a, quote, real calamity for Darwin. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does that mean? Why? Because Darwin was like well, was so excited? finally getting
1: to study right. a new and uh, then, uh,
0: uh, Bye.
1: What? Why? Okay. On the 16th of January, the beagle arrived at St. Iago. Okay. Unless you guys are going to call him it Jago. That's...
0: Charles was
1: not impressed. Quote, I tasted a banana but did not like it.
0: Dave Is this how he figures out we came from chimps? I was like, what? I can't believe this is Darwin (sighs) Just He's my hero The town
1: is a miserable place Consisting of a square and some broad streets If indeed they deserve So respectable a name In the middle of these roars Are lying together goats Pigs and black and brown children Some of whom Boast A shirt
0: All right, Charles, pump the brakes. You were a fan favorite for a minute. (laughs) A little shady. But quite as many not. These latter look less human
1: being than I could have fancied any degradation could have produced.
0: Uh, Go back to the hammock. Uh, We had a good run.
1: It's weird that an English guy would go out somewhere and be an asshole to the natives.
0: (laughs) But I felt like we'd found our guy.
1: Yeah. I felt like we had our guy. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Hart hired a guide and explored the island with McCormick. There was tension between the two.
0: Uh-huh. Well, Darwin doesn't respect McCormick.
1: Well, McCormick no, he he's he's gonna go out and do stuff also, but Charles is in charge.
0: Right. Well <laughs> of our wrongs and our rights.
1: <laughs> After a failed attempt to shoot a large wild cat. Was it headed for a tub? <laughs> McCormick went on a rampage, probably to prove a point. (laughs) Over their brief stay on the island, he shot 17 kingfishers, 18 sparrows, a warbler, 11 finches, three tropical birds, five crows, a vulture, a pelican, five hawks, one wild pigeon, and chased a monkey over a cliff.
0: Wait, and Darwin eats crazy shit, so Darwin was like, "Got that monkey, let's try that monkey. So the monkey, rather than <laughs> fight any... like, but... <laughs> Oh! He's still dead! That's a count.
1: So, uh, they stayed there for a few weeks, studied. <laughs>
0: that monkey's amazing.
1: Yeah. And then they boarded the beagle and headed for Brazil. They needed food and stopped at St. Paul's Rock an outcrop in the middle of the Atlantic. Charles quote, "We were surrounded on every side by birds, so unaccustomed to men that they would not move. We knocked them down with stones
0: and my hammer was active." Can you imagine an era where birds trusted humans? We could get that close to just be like, "I'm not going to hammer this bird's head?" Yep. The bird's just looking at you. You're my friend. Friend. We're friends. This Ah. is a weird bird. Ah. (laughs) You just hit them and
1: they split. McCormick was made the entire time to stay on the Beagle and watch.
0: He was made to? Yeah, I guess they... Darwin put him on timeout? Well, the captain did, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, As South America came in Wait, because into... of all the stuff he killed before? I don't know so why So he probably put him on timeout being like You, you're a savage What's Charles doing? Charles, no No, 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 no Hey, I can hammer him It's fun Your brains are little I could also kill them with spoons
1: <laughs> As South America came into sight The crew spotted a marine animal Charles, A whaleboat. So Su- <laughs> Charles, quote Sullivan harpooned a large porpoise the instrument was hurled with such force that it passed through the entire body.
0: All right. So, it, it, a porpoise had never been seen?
1: Well, I don't, Darwin has certainly never seen one.
0: Okay. They were yeah. all
1: very excited to kill it. Okay. For a minute, and I imagine thought. Imagine the, was... the thrill when they saw the harpoon go right through it.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: A few days later, they arrived in uh, Bahia, in Brazil. Charles was blown away by the beauty of the city but horrified by the large slave population. Charles was an abolitionist. Then Charles and Fitzroy had a conversation about slavery that turned into a furious argument.
0: Oh, boy. We know where Fitzroy stands.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Charles later recalled Fitzroy's defense of slavery, quote, "...he had just visited a great slave owner who had called upon many of his slaves and asked them whether they were happy." And whether they wish to be free, and they all answered no.
0: Well, Dave, I mean that's pretty I mean that's pretty demonstrative. Like yeah. you ask people who have no freedom that's right. who are held against their will, yeah. who you can you know, who you've decided to be rude to and hurt, and you ask them if they're happy, they say, Yeah, you can take that at face value. Take that to the bank. They're being honest. I'm sorry, I got I got stuck in the part where you said that you're rude to slaves. I think by nature you would be rude. I didn't know how horrible to get. Uh,
1: My master is very rude. <laughs> <laughs> Many faux. I mean, besides balls. the ownership thing yeah. and the uh, whipping and.
0: Well, that is what just... I mean.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. Charles pointed out that they were asked this question in front of their master, mm-hmm. and then Fitzroy became so angry he almost kicked Charles off the rest of the voyage. Alrighty. He later apologized, and the two had been bunking together, and then they moved back in together because he apologized. So they had us. The, I, I, have you ever? Na- were you ever in uh, university and you had
0: uh, a fight over slavery with your roommate, and then? It's a real odd couple situation. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. I Um, believe some men don't have rights. I take issue with that. (laughs) We're like this all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On the 18th of March, the beagle headed for a Rio. Charles killed a shark.
0: Great. Good stuff happening out there.
1: They stopped at the Abroyos Islands and killed more birds for food. Quote, there were more killed than the boats could hold. Well, why do that? (laughs) Well, but once you start, it's so hard to stop. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) On April 4th, the Beagle arrived in Rio, uh, where they received letters for the very first time. Charles learned that a girl he had thought might become his girlfriend had uh, gotten engaged and now was married.
0: Do you think that means it's over?
1: <laughs> yeah. Charles was very upset, so he rented a cottage and spent a bunch of time shooting monkeys. I would never tell <laughs> someone how to grieve. It's not even grieving, he had a made up girlfriend in his head. He thought hey, she hey, might become hey, his girlfriend. Hey. It was a made-up girlfriend. It felt real to him. Well, he's Beetle Guy, and she's like, yeah, okay, you're nice. And he's like, I'm going to marry her. Yeah.
0: And she's right. like, yeah.
1: oh, no, I'm going to fuck the guy over here that knows how to play football. Yeah. And uh, and Beetle Guy, I, I was nice to, and he's on a boat somewhere. But I'll tell like you Oh, what, I'm
0: going to marry once, her. Once she finds out about his monkey rampage, she's going to be like, that's the one that got away. That's a cool guy. I want to hitch to that wagon. That's true. Yeah. He also
1: shot a lot of tropical birds, cut down trees, and drank wine to get over his heartbreak. Good lord! So it's he's like just a wasted, out on,
0: Paul Bunyan.
1: He's out on a fucking mancation,
0: just right, getting yeah, it done. Right? Yeah, he is. Right? He's yeah. Just.
1: He's on his own uh, solo a... survivor episode. He's in a
0: mental hammock.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fitzroy arranged to have Charles' first packages of samples sent to Henslow, who was the botany professor. Okay. And that was it for McCormick. He then quit the voyage. Okay. Uh, When uh, told, Charles didn't care. Quote, he is no loss. (laughs) Charles went back and removed nearly every mention of
0: McCormick from his journal. What? Like... (laughs) Just because he left the voyage, you don't eternal sunshine of the spotless mind him. <laughs> what kind of... Who, who revises their diary <laughs> that? like that? Like all right, well, we're canceling that character from my life. I'm also going to get rid of this fiancé that I thought I had that I didn't. You know what? I don't think this monkey shooting is aging well either. I'm going to really... <laughs> and what if I was nine feet tall? This is actually now getting really good. I like where this diary is headed. I was
1: great in the hammock. Now, about the packages of samples. Charles had been collecting anything that he considered interesting. He Wait, what? Collecting anything he considered interesting. (laughs) Which Uh, is everything. Yeah, but he wasn't taking uh, good notes. Sure. Or preserving them correctly.
0: Well, so far, those are two big
1: X's. Unlike McCormick, Charles lacked the knowledge of how to protect specimens. He would cram them all into a box and ship them off. (laughs) Sounds pretty good to me. Henslow wrote, quote, birds, several have no labels, tail feathers crumpled by being bent from bad packaging Two mice, rather moldy, for goodness sake, what is number 223?
0: It- <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, who, outside of the racist part, doesn't empathize with how over his head he is in this like it's it's like this is what it would be like if i said samples just be like just tell them whatever bird they want to hear dude i'm sick of this i'm high right now i am not ready to deal with this shit i didn't know it was alive i'm sorry man i'm not good
1: Uh. for goodness sake what is number 223 it looks like the remains
0: of an electric explosion Yeah, it is, man. That's what it is. It's an electric explosion bird. Look, I understand that I'm not good at this, but I'm all you got. You got to relax a little bit, all right? Maybe lay down. Maybe it's something that's suspended, all right? Just chill. McCormick's samples are fabulous. Ah, here we go. Yeah, he also killed a monkey by chasing it, dude, so...
1: That monkey jumped into a jar
0: (laughs) Shit I knew he was doing it for a reason He was so good at this I mean he's like Tommy Boy (laughs) Tommy Boy After three
1: months in Rio The Beagle headed down the coast of Brazil The Beagle arrived At Montevideo where There was a riot happening Between some gaucho cavalry And rebellious negro Infantry happening So they left
0: Okay, good. Smart.
1: And they went to Buenos Aires. But they were shot at because of the cholera quarantine issue from before. Okay, sure. And they left. Okay. After a few months going back and forth between Rio and Buenos Aires, it was time to take the three civilized Yagans home. Uh, yep, they're on the boat.
0: Well, that's a plot twist. <laughs> They're on the boat the whole time just watching this like, this is insane. <laughs> Look at how he's packaging that. That man just chased a monkey. Who's in charge? <laughs> Excited they got over this porpoise. These guys are so drunk.
1: Hey, house, raincoat, come here. Look at all those guys shooting birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just watching them with a head, Darwin with a hammer, like, get your hammer! <laughs> your hammer. This is awesome. You can just toss
1: them. The Beagle arrived at Tierra del Fuego on December 1832. Charles on the Yegans, quote, I would not have believed how entire the difference between savage and civilized man is. When he met an old man, quote, he gave me three hard slaps on the breast and back at the same time, making most curious noises. He then bared his bosom for me.
0: I mean, you know what to do. It's not crazy. Slap that bosom. Make a yeah, noise. Hit that, hit, hit that titty.
1: It. Hit that titty. Yeah, hit the titty. Old man titty. Slap oh, hit that the fan. shit. I mean,
0: I, I, honestly, that would be an honor. Some yeah. guy came over and just tit slapped you a bunch and then was like, now you me. I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fun. I like these guys. they got a good vibe.
1: The ship arrived at the lands of Jemmy Button's old tribe. That guy,
0: uh, whatever. I mean, I
1: don't know how long they've been gone, but I assume it's a long time. It has to be. They're just running suicides between Buenos Aires. And well, so the place. it's like it's like. Give me a second. It's like 1933. So they've been gone for maybe two. Stew. 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 Is that a time? Stew. <laughs> Uh, well, it hasn't been that long. It's been
0: maybe three years. <laughs> that's a long time to be called Jammy Button. <laughs> I mean, it's like at the point where you're like, I guess I am Jammy Button. I don't know what the. To... Everyone's calling me it. Stuck. Trust I mean, it's me, weird. you can only push back on a nickname for so long before you give in. <laughs> no, that's not. This place is so big, it's around. This is exactly what it sounds like when they have uh, service
1: here on Sundays.
0: <laughs> By the way, we're all meeting back up here Sunday for service, so yeah. Thank you. Uh,
1: so okay. uh, all the Yegans uh, began to come out to see their missing tribe member. But Yemi was now forgotten, uh, sorry, but Yemi had now forgotten how to speak his local language fully. Oh boy. Uh, so they brought the Reverend Matthews, who I assume was the ship Reverend, uh, ashore and they erected a mission. And they what? They, they, built, a, they built, a, <laughs> built a mission. They built a little church house. Kind to of solve what,
0: pro- what so, hole are they filling that wasn't the there? These people don't have Jesus. What do you mean, what? Problem yeah, but something. like, so, okay, so somebody loses their identity, and you're like, we'll build a church.
1: No, I mean, he was, he was coming ashore to help out, but also, they're going to set up shop.
0: That's not helping out.
1: Well, they built three houses, as well as the mission, and two vegetable gardens for the civilized gents, the new civilized Yagans. Okay. to spread the word of God to their people.
0: So you get fresh vegetables if you believe in God. That's right. Okay, sure.
1: Uh, so they left, they left Reverend Matthews and the Yagans to civilize, and they sailed off. Hmm. I, I f- so, then, so they're just kind of checking out the local area, surveying, do what they do. And nine days later, they came back to see how the mission was going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Charles. Nine days. <laughs> Charles, quote, from the moment of our leaving, a regular system of plunder commenced.
0: That is awesome, right? If you're them, you're like, all right, yeah, we love the church. Yeah. All right, they're gone. Let's eat him. Let's eat him. Let's kill everything. Let's stab him. Throw him in the water.
1: Uh, in which not only Matthews, but York and Jimmy suffered. Matthews had nearly lost all of his things. night, and day, large parties of natives surrounded his house. One day, having requested an old man to leave, he returned with a large stone in his hand. Another day, a whole party advanced with stones and s- stones and stakes. So they're scaring the shit out of the reverend.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> reverend Matthews was. And then, is Reverend Matthews essentially just by himself? Yeah, he's an English guy. No,
1: he's with the other. He's with Yemi
0: and. Uh, right, but I mean, right, yes, these, yeah, right.
1: Uh, uh, Jimmy,
0: sorry. Right. Yeah, uh, so get his name right, yeah. that's wrong. I apologize. Yeah, don't mess York, up his name, it his name. York, uh Fueja. Sure. Great. Basket. All nonsense and gibberish and Or
1: Miss Basket. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Reverend Matthews was then brought up back aboard the Beagle for his own safety, and it was decided that after three years of education, Jemmy, York, and Fueja should be okay to carry on the mission without
0: him. But... There is some... I mean, obviously, there's, there's tension between them. Well, I think that... Uh, yeah, who knows,
1: like, truly, like, how much they were like, I recognize you from the... But they roll in. They don't really remember their language that well. They're probably dressed in Western clothes. Yeah, they,
0: well, of course. Yeah, so I mean, they if look you've been like some, freaks. You've been, yeah, you, yeah. Right, you've been fully immersed in that, so you, yeah, you have no option. It's like really. when your
1: cousin comes back uh, from a cult.
0: hmm That's very specific.
1: And... And he's like, "Well, now we worship uh, the penis," and you're,
0: and you're like, "What?" Do you want to talk and about this after the show? Maybe is that better for you? Because I think now's and a bad time. You're like Uncle Marty. What happened after Vietnam? Wait, your Vietnam? cousin's your Uncle Martin. And
1: and what happened well, in the cult? Vietnam? It went weird, and so and so now you but it know. But turned your cousin into an uncle. Now he's
0: in Kentucky in a
1: penis cult.
0: Wait, your cousin uncle is in a penis cult in Kentucky?
1: I I might do a dollop about that. I believe you just did. He ended up working at Home Depot, so it ended up fine. Oh, wow. uh, so... He did, sir. What did he yell? He
0: wants us to towel him. He said, towel us, he said. So we'll do it after the show. Yeah, see how good it goes? It goes really well, doesn't it? So
1: so the Beagle leaves the the Yagan guys. They sail off. Charles, quote, it was quite melancholy leaving our... Fuggins amongst their barbarous countrymen. Eesh. York, the, I mean, who was a full-grown man with a strong, violent mind.
0: Where did that come
1: from? I don't know. But that's the. I think that's the fourteen-year-old, right? Uh, will I am certain in every respect live as far as his means go like an Englishman. Poor Jemmy looked rather uh, disc, disconsolate, and certainly would have liked to have returned with us. So he, he's, I mean, like, this is really he's like, He's like, Jimmy wants to return York. Yeah, but York's horrible. a fucking badass now. Like he went through MMA
0: uh, training. Yeah, and- the idea that you're like, oh well, we've turned York English, so he'll be fine. Like <laughs> that is so counterintuitive. When is an Englishman? As we well not- as you have completely removed pe- human beings' identities yeah. and j- just left them being like, I think we did a pretty good job over there. <laughs> to a job, well done. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, when they introduced Hugh back into the Borg Hive. um, So, a a year and a half later into the two-year voyage, they had not even come close to completing the planned surveys. Uh, And at the Falklands, uh, that's an island that you guys uh, keep, and if, if other people try to take back their native lands, you send...
0: Warships So I I would maybe Hold off on the woos For a little bit (laughs) Let's maybe think about What was said So at the
1: Falklands In March of 1833 Fitzroy Without seeking the permission Of the Admiralty Brought Bought an American schooner Called The Unicorn (laughs) Which he renamed The Adventure
0: The Avenger? Adventure The Adventure Okay I mean, Uh, better name So
1: he wants two boats to speed up the process of surveying
0: Right, but keep in mind Darwin is I mean, Darwin is in charge of the collection So he's just like putting plants in his pockets (laughs) And just being like, I don't know, man I got, I think that's a fern I'm so sorry I got so high this morning It's just (laughs) I received a duffel bag Full of weeds Yeah, dude I've been smoking the plants! (laughs) I messed it up, dude! I've been hitting... Oh, man. This is quite a switcheroo. So LOL. The Beagle and the
1: Adventure over the next few months surveyed the coast of Patagonia. Charles studied the wilderness on shore... Is that where they
0: were like, ooh, douchebag coats?
1: I mean, one of the only... O- only decent environmental clothing companies in the world. That's well, what we'll edit this like? out.
0: Yeah.
1: You shit on that one?
0: No. I was talking about the other Patagonia dump. <laughs> Fucking guy thinks there's one Patagonia. I know the good one. You heard about the other one? Yeah. Well, they kill birds <laughs> with hammers. 100%. I got the evidence in my um, file cabinet or whatever. Yeah. Yep. With a bunch of. Uh, yeah monkey hands, and bird wings, and hmm? bugging um, plant huh? shit. I'm going to keep Jump going. back in? Yep, awesome, jump back dude. in. Yeah, yeah. You want me to read for a while, are nope. you good? Yeah, I'm you good? All, good. all right, cool.
1: The Beagle and the Adventure, over the next few months, surveyed the coast of Patagonia. Charles studied the wilderness on shore. He shot a llama.
0: He must have been over the moon. <laughs> He's oh, still grieving about the relationship that was in his head.
1: But <laughs> he got that wrong. He shot a llama-like animal. And learned is, like, <laughs>
0: It was like a llama.
1: And learned that, quote, a naked man on a naked horse is a very fine
0: spectacle. Is he going through a midlife
1: crisis? <laughs> I had no idea the two animals suited each other. Charles also learned that puma tasted, quote, remarkably, like veal.
0: He's really treating earth like a buffet. Yes. 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 Puma. In March of
1: 1834, the beagle returned to the land of Jemmy Button's tribe.
0: I don't know if... Anyway.
1: After a few days of searching, they found him on a canoe. And I remember, this was the guy, he was like, he wants to stay with us. He looks right. sad, you yeah. know. Charles, quote, we could not recognize poor Jemmy. It was quite painful to behold him, thin, pale, and without a remnant of clothes.
0: He sounds English on the first two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he left us, he was very fat and so particular about his clothes, I never saw so complete and grievous a change. They were all horrified. They brought him aboard. And they gave him clothes. Jimmy said he had plenty to eat, had found a young bride, and absolutely, quote, had no intention of returning to England. So, so they found him in his natural state, which is not fat.
0: <laughs> and they were like, my God, what's happened? Jimmy, you look so healthy. What have they done to you? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> and he's, and he's like, happy. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's right, and the reason why happy. they're like, he seems really cold and upset is he's like, oh, no. They're back. Yeah. Jimmy, fancy some chicken? We've got KFC! Jimmy!
1: So, the other two civilized Yagans had gone back to their own land after robbing Jimmy of all his clothes and most of his tools. They said their goodbyes and headed out. Quote, Ten Guanaco shot. Several condors and wildcats killed. Mr. Sh- Mr. Stewart shot a very large puma. They also ransacked some natives' graves but found nothing of note. Except the person in the grave. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nothing good in here. Just the bones of a human. Well,
0: just a life we don't respect continually. Anyway, let's go hammer some birds.
1: They crossed into the Pacific The entire time he was in South America Charles had been desperately trying to find What is known as the ray A flightless bird similar to an ostrich Okay On the 3rd of January, 1834 Charles was eating a small ostrich
0: A baby, it's called
1: When he suddenly realized he was eating a ray
0: Who has, uh, this, you don't get to experience this moment ever. Like, this is so, oh my lord. It's very awkward. I'm eating my dream. It's, it's oh. a very awkward moment. Yeah, yeah, and one of you could watch the reaction on someone's face, you would, you'd be like, what just happened to you? I just realized I'm eating a better bird. <laughs>
1: Uh, quote, the bird was skinned and cooked before my memory returned. The head, neck, legs, and wings remained, which he packaged up and sent to Winslow.
0: Right. (laughs) Labeled leftovers. (laughs) Here you go, man. Have them with mashed potatoes, I swear to God. Uh,
1: They surveyed chili. Chili. Charles explored the Andes. Fitzroy spent most of his time with the Beagle and the adventure. When they arrived at Valparaiso, he heard the Admiralty. He heard from the Admiralty. He was officially reprimanded for buying the adventure and told to sell it. OK? Which he did, and then he immediately bought another schooner without permission, <laughs> the Constitution,
0: and they found out, and told them to sell that.: "Oh, you meant don't do it again, ever) I thought you just liked the name Unicorn. Oh, so, so weird. And he, this is all coming from the whale boat. He still is trying to like, oh. you know, it's like when a father leaves and, you know, yeah. all the male figures become you never, your father.
1: Look, you never, go, you never get over the first boat you lost.
0: Yeah, so this is the one that got away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's tough. Uh,
1: so after he was forced to sell the second boat, Fitzroy lost it. <laughs> He was
0: having. These, I mean, they really are the odd couple. Yeah, right.
1: He was having a breakdown. He lost a lot of weight. Charles feared, quote, his mind was becoming deranged. Fritz, Fitzroy beef, briefly resigned, but eventually the crew talked him into returning. But they've also been a boat, on a boat for
0: fucking years. Yeah, like, but also how if you not go crazy, if you're cap, also if your captain resigns, and then you have to like pep talk him back in, you're not like this is still the captain. You're like this is we got to get back. This guy is not in a good spot, right, Captain? Like, <laughs> I thought it was
1: an ostrich.
0: Yeah. Easy, Darwin.
1: After three years in South America, the beagle headed for Tahiti. Uh, but they stopped at the Galapagos Islands for food. Okay. Word was there were giant tortoises uh. that were a treat for sailors. They arrived on the 15th. Yeah, th-
0: buckle up. He's going to go crazy. <laughs> 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 he's about to, like, take a whole turtle and be like. <sharp> mm. <laughs> mm. They arrived
1: mm. on the 15th of September, 1835. The tortoises could be taken... This is why they were so valued by sailors. They could be taken aboard a ship alive where they could live without food or water for a year.
0: Define live.
1: Well, they sit in a corner and live.
0: Oh, right, die, right. They're dying, not dead. No, they're sitting in the corner living. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. They weren't just used for meat. Sailors also diluted and drank their urine.
0: Yeah, all right, yeah. I will get on board with that one. Now, have you had, there any, Have you had
1: a bit of that little Rocky things? Uh, we.
0: <laughs> what, uh... Is there any angle other than... Like, does it... Why are they drinking piss? Uh, why are they drinking turtle. piss? Because they're like, we miss Carlsberg? Well, in case they're...
1: In case they're out of, uh, in case well, they're out of water, which then they're not, they drink the turtle pee.
0: Right, but they're not out of water because they're diluting well, not it. them.
1: This is what sailors would do. Oh,
0: okay, okay, cool. Either way, awesome. they didn't
1: just bring a tortoise on board and be like, "Let's start drinking the piss."
0: Yeah,
1: sort of. Um, so Charles tried to catch one on the first day. Tried to
0: catch a tortoise. Was he bound? What? It, what? But is it he blindfolded? Was un- but he was unable to. How? What happened? They're fast, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh boy, it's like if a dog saw a turtle. Like, oh, I don't know how to hunt it. Like, he's just that. Like, "Ah!" well, these are—I don't know—they're big, right? These tortoises. Yes, but yeah. So I think if they're in water, they're fast. But if they're on land, it's like, how many do you want to take?
1: Uh, The birds on the islands were unusually tame. Charles quote: "Mr. King killed one with his hat."
0: Is it possible that this is also the story of when birds learned that they need to fly? The, everywhere they go, birds are like, hey, buddy. And then it's like, think just, with your hat. I just, I just want to see that. I, mean, I want to see the, the,
1: what the bird looks like. I want to see the condition of the hat. I want to see the whole thing. I want to see the guy's face after he realized what he had done. I want to see it all. I want to see hat bird hunting. We all do. Uh, so when they got uh, there, tortoise shells were lying all over. Quote, the quantity of tortoise shells lying about the ground shows what havoc has been made among these helpless
0: animals. And we were like, let's make that mankind's policy forever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's he's upset that there's just all these, you know, empty tortoise shells.
0: But he still uh, wants to eat one.
1: Well, that day he caught 15. <laughs> and the next day, 30. and 30? And the next day, he killed forty iguanas because they look at you weird. They turn, They do the fucking blank. How, You're much, like, how what? many
0: tortoises can you eat? How many? Well, I know the
1: answer: 30. Yeah. 40. For, well, plus you know they're taking them. They're not killing them. They're bringing uh, they're, them on. Uh, they're okay. bringing them on board. They're okay. catching these. This right. is kidnapping. Right. And they're gonna. What they're gonna do is take them back to England, civilize them. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Teach him about yeah. Christ
1: and then send him back to the Galapagos. Meet Jaffa cake. Yeah. Uh so while killing Charles, uh what
0: killing while Charles? Well, killing Charles. Charles finally was like, What do I taste like? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a hell of a day. I caught myself and ate myself. I tasted a lot like Puma, which is Lambie. Uh so Charles noticed
1: on different islands of the Galapagos, where uh, there tended to be the same species of animal, but they displayed slightly different features. Well, here we go. These observations would be essential to his theories, such as the finches that had different sized beaks to suit the type of seed that their island possessed. He also noticed that the tortoise varied in taste depending on where it was caught. <laughs> Is that in one of his theories? What? Theory of different tasting animals for different islands. Mmm, this one's stringy.
0: Yeah,
1: a I feel that. tortoise that is slow-cooked in a crock pot is not like an iguana you hit over the head with a hammer. So, Darwin.
0: This... <laughs> this... His theory of evolution did essentially come from just eating everything. Yes. Continue.
1: From the Galapagos, the Beagle continued its long trek home, observing different cultures in Tahiti and New Zealand. Charles remarked on the future of Australia, quote, with such habits and without intellectual pursuits can hardly fail to deteriorate and become like the United States. (laughs) Oh, my God. What
0: did he know? How did he know? What did he know? What did he know? He
1: literally predicted 2019. No. In which... The U.S. and Australia are having a dumb-off and barely being beaten by England.
0: I don't think that order's right. What? I think there's... I think we're... England's next in the fight, but come on. Yeah, I actually think... Australia and America are doing unbelievable. (laughs) I mean yeah. in the scale of terrible. They're yeah, yeah, killing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I think we're ahead and then and yeah. then look and I don't then want to Australia sound... and then you guys are third. I know you don't th- expect Americans to be egotistical, but to be honest, when it comes to failing as a country and a yeah. civilization, there's America and then there's everybody else. Yeah.
1: Once again, American
0: exceptionalism. Yeah. Yeah. We're number one again. Just in a terrible way. But when
1: he published this sentence. Uh-huh. Later, he shamefully deleted the United States part. Interesting. The Beagle continued through uh, through uh, Mauritius, Madagascar, Cape Cape Town, uh, Saint Helena, and the Ascension Islands. And they Darwin were... put on
0: hundred pounds, just <laughs> pounding animals. I've been eating turtle for weeks. I uh-huh, ate my way through a whale. Finally. <laughs> They were finally about to return
1: home after five years when Fitzroy changed direction. Because he thought he found a mistake on his charts he'd written in Brazil. So they went back to Brazil. Jesus All right.
0: The crew was furious. Yeah. I mean, that is like... I think I spelled that wrong. Well, it's another year. Like, ah!
1: Finally, after the last stop in Brazil, the Beagles sped back to England. Charles couldn't stand the boat anymore and got off at the first port of Falmouth. He went straight home to Shrewsbury and went to bed without saying hello to
0: anyone in his house. After five, over five years...
1: This is the first first time I totally get Charles Darwin. See, Like, you're on that boat, and all you're thinking about is, my
0: fucking bed is so awesome. Yeah, but I mean, this is a guy who was, like, obsessed with his hammock. Of course, like, the first thing he's going to do is go for comfort, right? I mean, Uh, it sounds like he's perpetually coming home from college. (laughs) He greeted them at breakfast the next morning. Hey, by the way, what's up? It's been a wild five years. You guys ever eaten puma and tortoise? It's unbelievable. Uh,
1: by the He's way, eating I, the I, dog. Brought this, I brought this tortoise if you guys want to drink some pee. Yeah. Becky? You really got to wait.
0: You had trouble catching that? Yeah,
1: she, uh, she's faster than she looks. Is
0: she moving? Yeah. Are you okay? What? Nothing. Uh. Charles. So, Chuck.
1: Uh, Charlie. Just, I just want to say, Charles. Yeah, shit gets weird on a boat. And, buddy. So they have holes.
0: And you don't need to say and.
1: <laughs> We're
0: married. Certainly a way to get the head out. You can read it all in my report.
1: Becky the turtle.
0: <laughs> it's a tortoise. Pass.
1: Uh, so the Beagle continued around. Uh, whoa, what the? Oh, right. So the Beagle, after he went home, they kept going. Uh, around the coast, sailed to uh, with Fitzroy. Sailed down or up the Thames uh, to Woolwich, uh, which was done on. Is that not right? They went down the Thames. What do you want to call it? Wool- Woolwich, Woolwich. Don't want to. Don't want to count that W. Cool. Uh, and uh, was done on. Uh, the ship was finally done on the seventeenth of November, eighteen thirty-six. Robert Fitzroy married his long. Wait, we're at
0: the anniversary day. What? Today's the seventeenth. This is the anniversary. Oh. oh well, let's just something special. Oh, it's the 16th? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. I've been traveling a lot. Well, tomorrow's going to be a big day. Tomorrow's big. Let's let's do were, it right, guys. Let's it, do it right. We're going to meet, and we're going to drink turtle piss, and lay in hammocks, and then just eat a bunch of weird animals. If you're in
1: Woolwich tomorrow, that's the fucking day to go
0: crazy. They go big.
1: Robert Fitzroy married his long term fiancee, Mary O'Brien, in 1836. Charles was surprised because Fitzroy had
0: never, ever mentioned he was engaged. Well, probably because after Darwin talked about his engagement that was imaginary, he was like, This guy seems off. (laughs) I'm not going to bring it up to him.
1: Mary was incredibly religious, and Robert's belief in God and the Church of England hardened. He began to believe the Bible was the literal truth of the history of man.
0: And Dave, it is. In 1839,
1: Charles married his first cousin,
0: Emma Wedgwood. Nice, solid um, well, so, solid move. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's very, uh, very royal.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he received the Fellowship of the Royal Society. Fitzroy published a book charting their voyage. Charles supplied uh, three of four volumes. Uh, sorry, the third of the four volumes. But tension then built between the now-religious Fitzroy and Charles with his uh, theories of, you know, heresy. Yeah.
0: And, general and general
1: attitude. Yeah. And general and attitude. His, and his girlfriend, Becky. Right. When... When Robert moved out of London, Charles was, quote, right glad of it. On 1841, Fitzroy became a Tory MP. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. Say no more. In 1843, he became governor of New Zealand, but was recalled shortly after his appointment when he protected the local Maori in a land dispute with white settlers. How
0: dare yeah, you? that is, right. In 1854,
1: he was made head of a new department that collected weather data, which would later become the uh, Met Office. F- <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Fitzroy invented a new type of storm, uh, detecting barometer that was sent to many fishing communities across the country. Meanwhile, Charles took his sweet time in writing his big book, as he called it.
0: Man, for so long, he must have just sounded like an actor. You know what I mean? Like, he's just at home like, man, once I get the book together, that's going to be awesome. I'm like, sure, do you want more cereal? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to cereal, just laying outside. I'm real kind of like thinking about all the stuff I learned, like put the pieces together in like a book at some point. Right, well, you got to start writing it at some point. I know, yeah. It's just, like, crazy hard, though, huh? It's big. Big? It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, this is nut stuff. And then he finally does it, and you're like, he was actually smart? (laughs) He was actually a
1: genius? So others were starting to come up with the same evolutionary theory, so he finally published it in November 1859.
0: Under the original title, Puma, Just Like Lamb. (laughs)
1: Uh, or I can't believe I ate the ray. Uh, so this is 23 years later.
0: Right. So he was sitting on that. <laughs> really? He, people were just like, Charles, just go get a job at the pub. He's like, no, nah, 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 got this. Read a great
1: book. Uh, it's called On the Origin of Species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life on the origin of species is more commonly known. Yeah. Yes. And some recipes for bird. Yes. <laughs> and if you go to the back, there are some really great recipes. Yes. Uh, it became a surprise hit, which the church was not happy about. Fitzroy felt betrayed. And he we felt,
0: agreed it was a man in the clouds
1: <laughs> and he felt responsible for helping Charles create this evolutionary monster that ran against his every belief and threatened the church itself
0: and he's like this is the guy who is just tossing bird wings into an envelope and just sending like this guy has beaten the church the man who went legs first into a hammock yeah. is thwarting God Oh, by the way, couldn't figure out a hammock. How evolved are you, Charles? I did figure it out in the end, motherfucker. I did.
1: During the 1860 Oxford evolution debate at the university, Fitzroy railed against Charles Book and lifted a Bible over his head, imploring the audience, quote, to believe in God rather than man. I believe that this is the truth, and had I known then what I know now, I would not have taken Darwin aboard the Beagle.
0: But how about some facts? Wouldn't that be helpful, Shut up. rather than just being like, "This book's better." Who's <laughs> who's pushing back? <laughs> this makes so much sense. Uh,
1: the audience shouted him down. Fitzroy went bankrupt, uh, and then he became depressed. Undoubtedly, Charles publication. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, we, we could wish uh, other things. Uh, upon no, no, him. I'm good. This is what I'm good with. Yeah. Undoubtedly, Charles publication added to his mental suffering. On the 30th of April, 1865, Fitzroy took his own life by slitting his throat with a razor.
0: Oh my God, that is. A- this is how we did it with the birds.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that is crazy. Well, look, if you're going to do it, do it really weird. (laughs) I would say do it with a hat. (laughs) Uh, Charles, quote, I never knew in my life so mixed a character, always much to love, and I once loved him sincerely, but so bad a temper and so given to offense that I gradually lost my love and wished only to keep out of contact with him. Uh, That was my eulogy for my father.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a little on the nose, isn't it, Dave? No, it's not, because I didn't give a
1: eulogy, because we're going to throw his ashes in a bar parking lot. After... (laughs) Which is illegal. After a massacre of missionaries in 1859, Jemmy Button and his family were accused of being involved and faced a trial... At the Falkland Islands. He denied the charge. One of his sons, renamed by white people,
0: three boy. <sighs> what about Jeff? If you're gonna, like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, uh, but is it, is it possible to not give, like. Counter argument. I don't like it already. Counter
1: argument. If you're in a family and you have one boy, two boy, what do you need to know the next kid? Jeff. Well, then Two-Boy feels really weird. Yeah,
0: don't name him Two-Boy. That's Kirk.
1: Well, that's what God wanted.
0: Sounds like a normal God. Uh, so
1: Three-Boy was taken by missionaries to England in 1866. York Minster married Fueja Basket.
0: Who took whose weird name? I'll take Basket. It has a nice ring to it. Uh, but he was murdered in revenge
1: for a murder he himself committed. He was, Fuegia okay. Basket met several ships as they passed through Tierra del Fuego during the 1840s and spent, quote, some days aboard one sealing vessel. Charles suspected this had a double meaning and feared the worst. So she was on a fuckboat. What's the fucking deal? <laughs> the lady likes to fuck. Cool. Uh, She was last seen by a missionary in 1883. She was
0: seen in missionary?
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, By a missionary in 1883, and she was old and unhappy.
0: Boy, everybody's really getting a good run at the end here. This is nice. Yeah, Uh, The Galapagos tortoise had a population... I'm picturing this like the end credits of a movie, where it's like, (laughs) boom, this is what happened. Boom. The tortoise... (laughs) Uh, The tortoise had... Had a population
1: estimated at two hundred and fifty thousand when first discovered in the 16th century, and after Darwin, uh, nine. That, that number fell to around three thousand sixty by 1974, thanks to conservation work that started in 2019. It was estimated their population has had risen to nineteen thousand three
0: hundred seventeen. Uh, let's settle down. Yeah, wait till the wait till the fire. <laughs> there were two hundred and fifty thousand. We got nineteen left. Woo! Hey, we turned around uh, the genocide. Yeah, now we and now we got so many we can heat their home. Charles Sorry.
1: Charles Darwin fathered ten children with Emma and died on the nineteenth of April, eighteen eighty-two. The two thousand and eight Church of England issued an apology to Darwin for dismissing his ideas in an essay titled "Good Religion Needs Good Science."
0: You know that they lowered the casket in with a hammock <laughs> <laughs> as an homage, as a sweet sermon.
1: Uh, So, yeah, so that's a story of The Beagle and Jesus Christ.
0: It is a little bit... It's a little bit of like every episode, horrible theme we've had in episodes in one. It's like you've got everything. Yeah. You've got murder... Uh, Yeah. Uh, Abuse of others. Yeah. Racism. Yep. Death.
1: Yep. Boats.
0: Boats. (laughs) It's checking a lot of boxes. Uh, So
1: the research uh, for this was done by two uh, gentlemen, Cam Gray and Abraham de Cunyac. And The reason they did this is because they have a podcast that just came out last week called The Deevolution of the Species, a comedy drama charting the second voyage of the Beagle. Wow. So check out their podcast. Say the name again. The evolution of the
0: species. The evolution of the species. Uh,
1: sources: The Darwin Correspondence Project, University of Cambridge, Charles Darwin's Beagle Diary, edited and introduced by Richard Keane. And uh, he is no loss. Robert McCormick and the Voyage of the HMS Beagle by Emily
0: Steele. He is no loss.
1: And then Charles Darwin's writing himself, obviously. Uh, yep.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: I like this is a great example of how shit our education is. If they taught that Darwin story, it, you would totally pick up on the evolution shit, and the whole time be like, "This is fucking awesome." It's
0: it reminds me of like how we George Washington. The way that George Washington is, yeah. you learn nothing about him in school except boring stuff, and then after through this, there's that the man's mouth was made of horse teeth and wood, yeah. and that. They killed him by just cutting him a bunch. Yeah. Friends of his cut him a bunch. And putting beetles on his neck. But yeah, the idea that you, like, and I also think that that story would be good to teach because I think it would give people hope. It would give anybody who's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I've just been partying for 10 years. Like, dude, you got this. You can Darwin it. Like, the theory of evolution is not just about the world and animals and species. It's really about how Charles Darwin... Figured out his own life,
1: yeah, I mean he was putting a bunch of shit in a barrel at first, yeah. and then, yeah,
0: he was just like sending bird wings, not able to get into a hammock, and now the way, <laughs> and, he, and he beat religion, I mean
1: yeah talk about religion. a Cinderella story
0: a prayer and, get and out now of here? there's a
1: city named after him in Australia that is the opposite
0: <laughs> well that wait why don't you say well, can you say that we were We've talked about going there? And what, oh, we like talked about were just going... Told? We're
1: talking about trying to pick a weird city to go to, because we always go to a weird city in Australia. And I sent a Australian comedian, Carl Chandler, a message. I was like, hey, has anybody ever done a podcast in Australia, in Darwin? And he goes, no, uh, that's... No one lives there. It's just people are on the run.
0: <laughs> Which sounds about right, actually, learning no. this. <laughs> yeah, it's an homage. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it, for real. <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. Join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I uh, Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson.